Hola, soy Miguel Montos Gonzalez. Coming back to you on Firme otra vez. That's right, back on Firme. Here to talk to you about the ever-changing world of arte, cultura, in the Pacific Northwest. Especially what's happening right here in Spokane. Yeah, we've got, as I've mentioned in a previous episode, we talked about La Resistance and how close their doors and it's all due to this you know COVID-19 pandemic concern where they can no longer afford to have their doors open because they, they they're not allowed to have artists showing in their space it's not seen as something that uh Oh, you don't need art. Art's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of effort. 
that so many times about the industry and about myself from other people and I still come back and say it is needed because without the artist how could we drive the car that we drive it may be constructed by an engineer but it's designed by an artist how can we
I'm able to see that there's art in practically everything we have and do. And yes, art artists are critical to the society that we live in. Yeah. Sometimes people they make art just simply to work through some hardship they have in their life. They don't make art to, to put it on a wall and sell it and get paid. They make art because, again, they don't have a way of vocalizing their trauma, their pain, what they're going through in their life. But if they can put paint on their hands and they can put their hands on a canvas, it gives them an opportunity to, to put down and, and express what they have to in order to work through some of those challenges that they may have in their life. Art can heal. It does. With the bicultural work that I make, it's not just about you, you know looking at history and being angry about the colonization my people have endured and that hardship. It's not just that. It's also healing for me. It helps me come to terms with why I would have practiced a religion that oppresses me. It helps me come to terms with why I wasn't raised speaking Spanish and why that was taken away from me by somebody else mistreating my parents. It helps me come to terms with the fact that having been in the military and worn the United States over my heart, it's the exact same country that still sees me and many of my gente as, what, what, what have we been called? Animals, right? Savages, bad hombres, something like that. Yeah, it, it's the same country that treats me one way and then salutes me the other way. And how do you go through a life with that? How do you you work through your every day like that? You meet people that they don't stop and think about that, that lifestyle. They don't think about being in the middle of a tug of war socially, politically, culturally within your own home community. When I would go to visit family in Mexico, you know, they they accepted me, you know, I was I was family and everything. But I could always tell that they would kind of almost like they'd almost mock my Spanish because I don't speak like them. I don't know their Spanish, their dialect, their slang. And in all this, you know, I'll, I'll never truly be a part of them and I'll never truly be a part of the United States. And it's not because I'm choosing to distance myself. No, I'm, I'm not telling myself to go back to where I come from. Other people tell me that. Yeah, I hear that from other people. Yeah. So when you 
start really thinking about these things. You tend to really start thinking about inclusion and what diversity really means, how it's truly divine in a community. And then the way I express what I learn or the way I express how I feel about it, I put that into my artwork.
doesn't need to happen like that all the time because we can change that. And people laugh. Ha! Huh, I can't change it. I can't change anything, man. Shoot. No one's going to hear my voice at that level. Well, no one's going to hear your voice at that level. No one's going to hear my voice at that level. No one's going to hear that person's voice at that level. But if we all speak at the same time, then they'll hear our voice. Where is our voice? It's on a ballot. Yeah. If you want somebody to hear you, put your voice down on paper. Put your voice down electronically. Put your voice down on that ballot to make a change. Because you're not the only one with your opinion. You're not that special. Meaning people tell you that you are, <laughs> but you're not that special. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. There are many, many people like you that have the same thoughts and the same opinions that, you know, you, you put enough of that opinion down on, on paper and everybody else puts that similar down, opinion down on paper. Well, when you add it all up at the end of the day and it's tallied up and you've got the numbers, wow, it's now your voice times thousands, times millions, it can be such a great voice, and all of that can change the way artists are treated, the way artists live, the way artists are perceived, yeah, we certainly, as, as creatives, you know, we're, we're entitled to work just like anybody else does.
Yeah. So, in all this, I just, I wanted to send my thank you to Rack and to Pin. Thank you so much for the art that you brought to us and the memories and the inspiration that came out of those doors when people left that exhibit, when they left that show, and they thought, wow, just wow. And then those people, they would go home and they think, you know, oh, I've always thought about trying something. I've always thought about picking up the camera. Or I've always thought about, you know, maybe getting some brushes, maybe a sketchbook. I've always thought, you know, I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar, but I just, I don't know, I didn't think I could do it. Yeah, and then that person that makes that statement, before you know it, they are playing that guitar. They are putting paint on that canvas and it looks amazing. They are taking photographs and exploring and documenting they live in, that, yeah, just imagine the countless number of people that have been inspired by art spaces like Rack, La Resistance, Pin. yeah, it's, it's, it's true, they've really made their mark in the community and in the city, and I, I really hope that the doors open someday them, it would be really nice if they would come back, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, that whole never say never thing, because I know you said you're, you're closing your doors for good, but um, I really hope that's just a, a little right now drama to where maybe in a year or, or sooner, hopefully, you know, you can come back and say, hey, uh, Rack 2.0 opening next month. Boom, boom. Here's our next show. La Resistance 2.0. Boom, boom. Here we go. Pin 2.0. Yeah, here's the lineup. <laughs> you know, I'm really hoping for that. I really am. And the people that have, have put these spaces together, you know, they're, they're not the type of people that are just going to walk away. No, they, they still have they still have that creativity in them. They still have that sense of community in them. They still have that drive in them. Nothing, no one can take that away. And that, right there, that, that is the future of Spokane art scene right there. It may be a little dormant right now, but art in Spokane, it's not gone. Not at all. It's still very much going. And, um, yeah. So, without, without saying any more, I gotta get on and I gotta keep making. And I gotta keep going. Because that's, that's what we do. We keep making and we keep doing. We keep moving forward. 